Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. And I am your co-host, Shane Murray. How you doing, bud? Terrible. Terrible. Work sucks. Well, you're in the midst of a transition. Yeah, and it's it's going about as bad as it can. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why so bad? I've been I've been meaning to ask you because you know we saw that video or I shared that video yesterday where they sat down with OSC and the new owners, mm-hmm. and I was like, <clears throat> first off, got that bag. Allegedly. No. Well, you can't say nothing. I can. He got that bag. Allegedly. <laughs> I I haven't seen a exact dollar amount. I kind of have a finger on it, just based off what I've heard, too. So, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. But anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's, the, what's, the, what's bad about it? Is it just having to deal with new people? No, 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 no. System? No. No, I mean, the system's still the same. The The worst part has been the whole transition's been trying to take place without shutting the doors. Yeah. So oof. it's trying to maintain, like, your normal maintenance schedule, routine. Right. But everything around you is changing, and so you're trying to go by new policies and new ways of doing things with customers that have been trained for literally generations. Yeah. That just aren't used to that. And on top of it, the system, we're changing from one store to another within the same system. And that's just causing a lot of outage, first of all. Like, systems going up and down. Like, we can work for X amount of time and then it's down for God knows how long. Then it's back up, so you're trying to, like, hit it in spurts. People are coming in waves. It's, It's a nightmare situation. That does not sound fun at all. No, no. So is that why I haven't really heard from you during work hours? Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel as bad. Yeah. Which I've been asleep. Also true. Also true. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's really hard to shut the doors at that place because that is that is the busiest dealership in Jasper. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easily. Except for the one on I-22. I think we're doing better numbers. Okay. Just based on inventory. Hey, y'all handled my wife and me very well. And Good I like job. that. Let's go. And that's what I wanted. That was the easiest car deal I'd ever been a part of. I got to work out the new mission statement, but I'm going to hit you with the, we'll do whatever it takes. It might have been copyrighted somewhere <laughs> along the way here in Jasper. I think somebody already did that. Oh, he did. 100%. <laughs> but as a former employee, yeah, I guess former. Ugh. I can say it. <laughs> so, how's the mental health, the home life, everything going good on that end? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dope. Yeah. Keeping that top notch. You got to, baby. I mean, that's key, key, key. Like, the past three weeks at work, I've been like, as soon as I clock in on Sunday night, I'm like, I hate wishing time away. I hate wishing time away. But God, when 6.30 a.m. on Wednesday hits, I'm going to be the happiest son of a gun around. And I am. Because first off- I haven't had a chance to wish time away. Yeah. Because it's just flying by. (laughs) Yeah, trust me, as- person that's two years older than you it gets faster <laughs> trust me but yes yeah, like i'm just i'm so ready to get home in the mornings and because we're picking back up so we're getting busier mm-hmm. you know like Je- De- november through february early february is just slow like you got holidays people's insurances are starting over so they don't want to pay that deductible and copay and it's like so you slow down and buddy when we pick back up we pick back up quick like, it does there's no medium it's slow Booked house every night, <clears throat> but 
that's the only negative thing I got to say about work. I love my job and I love what I do and I love my schedule because it lets me do this. Pretty oh, sure yeah. I say that all the time. Oh, yeah. But you know what else is around the corner, though, with this good weather coming by? Golf season. Golf season. I can afford to be a fair weather golfer now. Wow. And fishing season. Pre-spawn's like a week away. But, I mean, fishing season's here if you want to get technical. We're in it. Yeah, that's true. You ready to bring our guest in? Like, he's Let's just impatiently he's sitting over he's here. Antsy. No, I'm just kidding. He's being patient. We got to give our whole spiel. It's the icebreaker. It warms us up. warms the vocal cords up. You got a booger? Sneeze. Oh, okay. I do have a booger, though, and it is. <laughs> is it one of those flappers? Yeah. Ugh, those are the worst. I'm going to anyway. go in there and get it here in a minute. Just just so everybody knows. Okay. He's going to get I'm, That's going to be, that's probably a two knuckle deep one, too. <laughs> I got that a big nose. Worst. I got a big nose. But anyway, we have a guest today that has a very interesting journey since, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, high school, college, after college. And so on and so forth. I followed him on Instagram, Facebook. We've actually known each other since like kindergarten in the Southern Christian days. So it's like we grew up together for a while before I left because I lost touch with everybody at Southern Christian when I left. But this is Eddie Harden. Eddie, how are you doing, man? Good, man. How about yourself? Nah, like I said, good. We're here. <laughs> I just ate some deer burgers, so I'm feeling fantastic. I know. That, sounds, that sounds really, really good. The carnivore in me is like satisfied no vegan here no <laughs> no vegans in this house you'll be very offended very quickly no i'm just kidding everybody's welcome here uh just bring your own food if you you are vegan because <laughs> i don't want to screw it up and mess up your diet but let me tell you because i don't know all the whole complete ins and outs of what you can and can't and don't want i um, tried to cook vegan hot dogs one time for uh-huh. somebody those carrots, because that's what they look like, burn real fast on a grill. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell you, though, cauliflower steak's actually pretty good. So it's like a portobello steak. I'll take your word for it. I mean, it's it's the, it's all about the seasoning with that food. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. But anyway, Eddie, tell everybody where you grew up and what you do, and we'll kind of discuss your journey as we go on through here. Yeah, man. So I'm originally from Summerton, Alabama. I went to school at uh, Summit Christian, like like you just mentioned, and uh, I am the Director of Equipment Operations for UAB Athletics. Let's go. Shout out UAB. I'm giving Not a midway UAT. thumb. <laughs> I'm giving a midway thumb just because it's Birmingham. I'm giving a full <laughs> thumb. I'm further southwest in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I had to sit here and listen to them have a UAB UAT chat before we started recording. <laughs> My Come favorite on. chat to have. But you got like three fans of each. So like if you weren't for UAB, who would you pull for? Probably for Alabama. Okay. At least you're smart on that side. Legally, he has to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a contractual agreement that, hey, you work for UAB, so you got to pull for Alabama. You almost said it. No, if you know, if you wouldn't be looking at your phone enough, I cut my eyes over to you because I knew it was coming. I'm memeing. <laughs> okay. But anyway. You're going to so, appreciate it. So you grew up, grew up around Summerton, yep. East Walker County. Yep. Gang, gang. Mm-hmm. I love when gang, East Walker gang. County folks come through here. Same blood, same raisin. Your mom was one of my favorite teachers in like all of the whole time I was at Summerton Christian. 
That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's one of the nicest people, and like, there's still some of the songs we sang in Spanish class that I remember. I was about to say, do you still remember them? Some of them I can, and <laughs> like, if you you got to, you obviously got to give me a minute to sit and think. But yeah, dude, it's like, first off, when we were like five years old taking Spanish classes, I was like, what is this? Like, I was like, because I remember asking her, I was like, why are we talking funny? Uh-huh. And she was like, this is my language. And I was like, cool. So I guess you could say I start, started talking to somebody different than me at a very early age. Right. Hey. hey. I see what you did Sony, there. Sony I Christian has more diversity there. than you think. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I feel like we're using that term loosely now. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, dude, uh, you grew up as something Christian, and like, what kind of got you into what you're doing now? So originally, I was my my plan in life was I was going to go to law school. I was wanting to be a lawyer, and now whenever you were talking about Spanish, I was wanting to do international law. Oh yeah. And uh, so what actually got me into sports was I was just finishing up a I was just finishing up at Bevel State Community College where got my associates I think that's what it is yeah mm-hmm. the two-year degree yeah yeah so I got, associates I got my associates and then I was transferring in to go to college at UAB and at the time I had bought a 2002 Chevrolet Camaro and I was also wanting to walk on and play at UAB, but like you mentioned with with my mom, she gave me the ultimatum. She's like, "You can either play ball at UAB, or you can have the car." There ain't, there ain't, there yeah. ain't both. There is no both. So I was like, "Okay, so I, so I got to figure out figure out what I'm gonna do." So at the end of the day, the car won, because I was like, "I'm gonna be a walk on." There's no way I'm gonna see see any playing time yeah so i was like all right well i'm gonna keep the car because i love the car so i was looking for jobs within sports because i i figured that was going to be the best best thing possible and mm-hmm. and whenever i was whenever i was uh at at some christian i was actually kind of a quote-unquote equipment manager for coach glover anyway so so I was, I was like, okay, well, let me take take a look around and see if there's any equipment shops. And sure enough, whenever I got on UAB's sports page, I saw a listing for equipment. And so reached out to the head equipment manager at the time, and he interviewed me. And then the rest is history. I was four years from 2011 to 2015 as a student equipment manager. That's awesome. Hell yeah. So what all, like, exactly does that, like, a lot of people may think, oh, he's just doing laundry. No. Like, give us the ins and outs of that. Oh, there's there's, there's absolutely more to it than just laundry or being the quote-unquote water boy. Yeah. Because I, I hear that stigma all the time, and it's like, you have absolutely no idea what goes on being an equipment manager. So a lot of my duties as an equipment manager right now, uh, currently, we are under a, on a Under Armour contract. And so I you have... You us some free gear? Uh, you never know. <laughs> you never know. But... Uh, Just tell me where the truck movement is and I'll make it happen. <laughs> 
But uh, so I deal with Under Armour on a day to day basis, and right now, currently, I have seventeen sports that I look I look over and and having have to do apparel orders, and that's not that's not even including football either. Like if I had to do if I had to do football. There would be no way I, you would you would see me at all. Okay, yeah. so you see the shock on her face is like oh, seven, yeah. 17, 17 sports. 17 sports yeah. Is this just eight and a half men's and women's teams or it's like like if you go if you go through and count them one by one, there's seventeen. And on top of that Okay, will you name one that we may not be thinking of off the top of our head? Beach volleyball. No, I had beach volleyball. Only because I've driven by that court so many times and I like only can think like how sick it would be to like have a scholarship to play beach volleyball in college. So I'm I'm sure that most of those kids come from somewhere where there's a beach. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Like Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> well, crazy part was um, that beach volleyball court was actually right by the. Uh, whenever I was a student at UAB, it was right by the track and field facilities. Because at that time it was it was an old Barnes and Noble building, and then when I graduated, they tore they tore it down, and then they started they started construction on on uh, the facilities and everything mm-hmm. around, and it it eventually became the beach volleyball courts, and then of course it's right beside the new football facilities. Yeah, that football facility is dope. Oh, it is. It, it it's absolutely nice. Yeah, uh, I remember when they like. like it kind of seemed like they threw it up like instantly too, because I was like driving through downtown one day. It wasn't there. Next time I drove through, it was pretty it much is. built, and then it was finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just outside it looks incredible. I, I bet yeah. inside's got to be. Oh, it's so you get to hang out in all those areas and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like you just go to Bartow and all that. Oh yeah. So my office is based out of Bartow. <sighs> so That's legendary. Yep. So. Funny story was uh, whenever I was a student at UAB, the office that my office now was the equipment room that I got my start as a student equipment manager because it was originally the football equipment room. And then part of my equipment room right now was the old locker room. Okay, that's pretty cool. And so and so and so whenever football moved to the new facilities. They transitioned and, and created that that area into a storage area and equipment room as well. That's awesome, dude. Did you scribe your name on the wall yeah. the first time you were there and then come back like I'm looking for I, I it? I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just sort of like EH, like on the door frame. Like, yep. oh, if they, even if they paint over this, I'll see it. Well, mm. it, it's funny because I was actually doing laundry the other day and there was, there was like, uh, one of my former players, whenever I was a student, I saw his last name like like mm-hmm. right right on the wall somewhere. I was like, "Oh, there's Danny Bolt." <laughs> <laughs> so, which first uh, the reason I like Bartow and I have a mad respect for it because UAB was actually the first basketball like college basketball team I cared about it wasn't Alabama because Alabama was trash. Fastest forty minutes in basketball. Yeah, and plus one of our good friends' brother-in-law played at uab okay asa woods mm-hmm. gotcha yeah right didn't he play didn't asa play at uab yeah. yeah just making sure trying to cross my t's and dot my p's there you go <laughs> makes sense yeah but <laughs> so your first go round, you were working exclusively with the football team right yes okay. i was just i was just football as a 
as a student equipment manager. Yeah. So how'd you feel? Were you were you there when the they closed the program down? I was in the room when it happened. Oh Jesus! I was gonna say, were you when? Oh God, what is his name? Why am I drawing a blank on his name? I'm sure Eddie the remembers. President. Ray Watts. Yeah. Yeah. Were you in there for that oh, debacle? Yeah. Oh, the whole the whole thing when he was telling that we were closing the program down. Yeah, I was. Okay. I was. I was actually there. So there's video currently on YouTube. You can probably find it, and where they're like, "Hey, it's like we yeah. we got people coming from all over the country coming to play ball here." And mm-hmm. it's like, but one of my like that dude's speech is top five all time sports speeches. Oh yeah, that's my boy Ty Long, dude. Well, I mean, he gave just one of the most incredible like real heartfelt you don't realize how bad you're screwing up speeches like oh man i'll go back and watch it like sometimes just to like relive the emotions of like when all that happened oh yeah and and now I, he probably is realizing how big of a screw up it was yeah. and I, I i can tell you at that time like the emotion was just at an all-time high mm-hmm. that that it was just like oh crap we're we're losing we're losing football mm-hmm. we're, and not just not just football at the time it was bowling and it was also rifle yeah that was was slated to to be eliminated and then when we got all all three of them back now but at that time it was it was just the emotion like i said it was just at an all-time high and we're just like crap where we what, do we do? what do we do now mm-hmm. okay let me ask you a hypothetical question real quick okay. <clears throat> would uab football be where it is had that shutdown not happen you know honestly Honest. I got a, I got a hot take for that, but go ahead. <laughs> honestly, let's like, hear from the guy that works for yeah. first. Honestly, I don't know really, but but I think in, in my in my personal opinion, it was it was a good thing because it brought more fans. It brought people not just not just Alabama people, but it brought people on the outside national just scale because, just because it went national and mm-hmm. and everybody. Everybody around the United States are like, "Oh crap!" Because like, like I've been to other places around, and everybody asks me, "That's like, where are you from?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm from Alabama. I went to UAB." They're like, "Oh, was that that school that uh, shut the football program down?" I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was That's us. <laughs> that was us." I was there. So yeah, yeah, but I think it was a good thing just because it brought in. It brought in more perspective to the program, and it brought a lot more supporters. Because right as soon as right as soon as that happened, it was just like everybody was like, "All right, donate money, donate money, yeah. donate money, mm-hmm. donate money. Let's get this, like, let's get this Bring back." It back. I'm gonna agree with Eddie before you jump into your hot take because I can't wait. But I agree. Like them shutting down the program, there when they came back, it was like, "Okay, now we got to prove something." Right. And they're still proving it. And plus, you got Birmingham, a new stadium. Yeah. No. So my hot take on it is. I do think it's did in that aspect help where it brought more eyes to the program. Donors realized how important, how big of a role they can actually play. Yes. However, I think what Bill Clark was building there was going to be legendary no matter what, because I think UAB is an absolute ideal, perfect spot for him. And he's proven it his entire time there. He's completely 180 the program from what it was to what he's built it into. Yeah. And I think if you don't take those years away from him, now instead of having that gap, it's just a longevity of how dominant he could have made that program during that time span. 
I think because I don't think he would have ever had a problem after his first two years. I mean, he was already completely flipped the program back 10 win seasons for the first time, I think ever, right? I think Bill had the first 10 win season at UAB. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I remember right. So he was already like climbing the ladder as far as where he could take the program. And that's just, that's going to bring recruits. And that's where you, you've got to start by bringing in big recruits. That's going to elevate the program that in, in my mind then turns to the boosters and says, Hey, look, here's your on field product with what we have right now. Yeah. Give us a little bit more and look how much further we can take it. Oh, that's fair. I'll give you that. So it's kind of tit for tat. Yeah. Like, I think it helped. Like y'all said, national scale, it brought a lot of eyes, not just in the state and in Birmingham and, you know, the surrounding metro area. But I also think that had it not happened, instead of the storyline being UAB, the program that was once shut down and is now kind of phoenixed and risen from the ashes it would be more uab the program that was in the ashes and is just now lighting it up and has been since bill i think it would be more of a bill clark story than a uab story that's fair i like that take that is that's that's a good take a good hot take fresh thank out you, the oven thank you thank you fresh nice. out the oven and edible thank you thank you thank you i'll give you that i try i try i'm a, I'm a passionate uab guy so like i said i follow you know We've been friends on all social medias and all that kind of stuff. So I followed your journey throughout life. And after you left UAB is when the real fun kind of seemed to start for you because oh, yeah. you left Alabama. Yes. So like start, tell us your next job after UAB. My next job was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was a... Uh, so badass. <laughs> I was a... <laughs> Pretty big jump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going from going from the college level to the NFL level. Yeah, it was it was a pretty big jump. But uh, actually, so let's, let, let's rewind back to when I was still in college. So I actually got my first NFL internship whenever I was actually still in college. And my mentor at the time, his name is uh, James Rorick. He actually was, cause I, cause I was talking with him, and I was like, I was like, James, how, how do I get an NFL internship? I'm interested in expanding myself, not just on the college level, but I want to do professionals as well. Mm-hmm. And he, and he had uh, actually, he had some connections with the Miami Dolphins, cause that's where he came from, and so uh, he actually reached out to his people at the Miami Dolphins, and they said, well, we do have. We do have an internship, but it's only for the season. And me being still a student, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do a full season. So he's like, let me check around and I'll, and I'll see if I can find somebody that will take you for training camp. And so his boss, whenever he was a student at Florida State, is, or at the time was at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and he reached out to him and said, hey, I got a, I got a student who's looking to do an NFL internship. Do you, do you guys have anything available? And say, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tell him to tell him to send his resume and, and we'll take a look at him. And I mean, the rest is history. I got, I got, uh, my first internship, like I said, while I was, in, while I was in college and got to do the whole, the whole NFL scene, got to see, got to see, uh, NFL players and NFL stadiums and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, had to come back to UAB after that. <laughs> man, you're like, man, what a bummer. It always, <laughs> oh, something tr- always brings you back home. Trust, yeah. trust me, man. That was I was just like, I, right, right as soon as I, because I, 
the week at the time, like it was back in 2014, I believe it was, and the week we were supposed to play the Buffalo Bills, I had to, I had to go home. Oh. So I was like, <laughs> but but I got to, I got to see the Jaguars Stadium. I got to see the Dolphins Stadium, and uh, I did, I I did a regular season game whenever Tampa Bay came to play the Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that was actually that the that was actually another team that is in my is in my resume as well as the is the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. So we'll, now you're we'll, just showing out. We'll, we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's got a deep resume. Yeah, like I said, that's why I was like, he's got to come on because it's such a cool story of like oh, yeah. his travels through mm-hmm. the, the world and still coming back to Walker County and, and honestly, in honestly, if, if you told me. Back when we were in kindergarten, or or shoot, even middle school. Like if you told me, Eddie, you're gonna you're gonna work for two NFL teams and multiple college teams, I'd be like, Nah, dude, ain't no way, no chance, ain't no way. <laughs> I, who 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 do you know? <laughs> so you just did an internship with the Bucks, right? Yep. Or did you never work full time? No, nah, I was not. I was not a full time employee. I was both times I was with Tampa Bay in 2014 and 2015. I was training camp internship you still though you got to be do oh, something that's i still not, got i was there oh, yeah yeah you got to do something that most high school college players don't get to do which is stand stand on an nfl field while the game's being played oh True. yeah True. oh yeah and it, and, and logic and it, it it when i say it's a blast just just being being there like i'm just sitting there like i know i'm working for them and everything and i'm just sitting there like Holy kind of entranced like, in the like, moment. Like I'm looking, I'm looking around, and I'm like, I'm, I'm in an NFL stadium. I'm working for an NFL team. At that, at that time, I got pretty starstruck. Oh yeah, <laughs> that seems pretty easy to do. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, being starstruck in that moment, that's that's got to be pretty easy to do there. Yeah, and hindsight had to be 2020. Like, man, I'm, I'm blessed because I'm gonna do something like not many people get to do. You're either working in TV. Or working for the teams, that's who gets on the field. Right. And I and I was super excited whenever uh Tampa Bay actually won the Super Bowl. Not this year, obviously. I wish they would have won it this year. <laughs> that's just that's just me being biased. I don't I don't talk happens. about NFL playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was very excited. Go Niners. <laughs> I was very excited when they when they won the Super Bowl. Too bad yeah. you didn't get to see old Tom play. Man, that would have been that would have been great. <laughs> so who did you who like name a couple of stars like you actually had like some like face to face interactions with? with? Okay, so name drop. That's what oh I want you to boy. do. Oh do boy. that because I have a follow up <laughs> that I am just dying to know. And <laughs> so I was actually at Tampa Bay whenever Jameis Winston was drafted. Boo! <laughs> Shout out to them crab legs. <laughs> I, and then uh, a few, a few of my of my favorite players that I had to get that I was able to interact with on a day to day basis. Uh, one of my favorites was actually Josh McCown, who was our quarterback at the mm-hmm. time, and really cool guy. Like he was one of those just down to earth, like, and and it's funny, it's funny because my brother did an internship at ESPN. And he met Josh McCown on a because he he was coming in to do an interview, and 
he actually was talking to him, getting him ready and everything. And he's, he said, Hey, he said, I don't, I don't know if you know this. He said, but you actually know my brother. And he looked at him and he said, he said, who's your brother? And so, and so my brother pulls out his phone and he actually shows a picture of him whenever I was at Atlanta and McCown was at the Browns mm-hmm. and we ended up seeing each other and got a, got a picture with each other. And, uh, he showed him a picture uh, of me and him, and he's like, "No way, that's your brother." <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. And yeah, he he it was funny because my brother after that he he calls me on Facetime, and he's like, "Hey," he said, "I only got like five minutes." He said, "We're about to go on a segment here." He said, "But I got someone here who wants to say hello to you." He turns the screen over to to Josh, Josh. and he's like, "Hey, man, how's everything going?" That's pretty cool. Dude. I'm like, "Oh my gosh." <clears throat> But That's yeah, incredible. yeah, and then and then whenever we went to play the Dolphins, uh, I got a, I was a ball boy on the Dolphins sideline, and Greg Jennings actually comes up to me. That's impressive. And Maybe he, you've heard of him. Oh yeah, <laughs> little little small town guy. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Greg Jennings comes up to me. He he, I had a couple footballs in my hand, and he's and he's, and he's hitting up the balls, and he's and he's like. Now these aren't these aren't deflated, right? <laughs> I'm like I'm like nope they're they're no, they're hundred percent regulation right there. They're hundred percent regulation. They're that's all just, good. That's just high and tight right there. You can't get these out. Absolutely, <laughs> this form right here, it's immaculate. So, we'll go ahead with your. Uh, all right, so I'm a big superstition guy, right? Okay, live and die by it. You've been around a lot of locker rooms. Fair to say, right? Yes. What's some of, I'd say, give me like maybe top three craziest superstitions you've seen. If any, any just kind of jump out at you. Oh, shoot. I, 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 you know, I, I haven't really seen any, any superstitions, but, but like, but like one I noticed as, as of recently, I don't know if you, you guys saw it on, on, uh, Instagram, but whenever the Bengals, were going to play for the Super Bowl. There was a video of them that's like uh Bengals Bengals are superstitious that they don't they don't cross they don't cross the cross the poles. They all went on the same okay. the same pole just to go to to go to the mm-hmm. practice field and I'm just like I have never Little seen stuff that. like that. I have never seen that before, but that's okay. that that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's wild. I don't know if you had guys it was like I need Two socks for my right foot, one for my left, or something like that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I, I don't think I've ever, ever seen that. But I, I, but it might be just I was not living in that moment. It's just like, oh, you need socks. Here you yeah. go. Here you go. Here you go. No, no question why. Just, no, just, yeah. no, just don't question it. Just, just go. Just, just, yep, just there you go. go. Man's just working. <laughs> Man, makes sense. You got time to pay attention to what <laughs> these prima donnas are doing. Oh lord. <laughs> So you spent some time in the NFL, yep. And then uh, where did that lead you next? So after after my last internship with uh, Tampa Bay, I went to a little small FCS college called Lafayette College out in Eastern Pennsylvania, and there I worked. I was primarily hired as football, but I also got to work a little bit with lacrosse and uh, basketball and just just just. Whatever, whatever actually was needed because mm-hmm. I got to explore the Olympics, Olympic sports a little bit. Yeah. How, 
how much, what's the, or I guess what's, what's the best way to phrase it? Is there really any difference in working like different sports as far as like the equipment side of it, as far as preparation, actual like work time that goes into it, if that makes sense? Honestly, equipment is uh, equipment is equipment. I will say though that working as a f- as a football equipment manager, you're going to be spending more time just because you've got to do maintenance of helmets, you've got to do maintenance of shoulder pads, and then when it comes to game day, you've got to get what we call loops. And when loops are just basically what you put uh, your laundry on, so mm-hmm. you got to get laundry loops out, and then whenever you put jerseys on shoulder pads you got to there's some there's some people that like it loose and then there's some people that they like it super tight Mm -hmm. so you got to have shoulder pad tape on and you've got to make sure that nothing's moving around and everything so it really just depends on how much first off how much equipment there is and then and then you'll you'll your time will vary just based off of how much how much there is and then what what sport it is so what's the easiest sport to like prepare equipment for? Honestly, honestly, for me that I that I have done as of lately is actually basketball. I was gonna. I had basketball it had to be. I figured it had to be basketball. Right now, basketball is my easiest, and and softball and baseball is my hardest. Just because, just because, like I actually got before I came here, I was actually working on getting baseball pants put out because it's about that time. They're heading out tomorrow to go and play in Louisiana. It is that time. It, it is, is that yeah. time. Yeah. Quick question. I'm going to yes. segue. I just got to ask Shane. Short answer. Are we going to have a baseball season? Not looking good. Okay. They got, uh, as of recording, they've got five days. Well, listen to this. When I'm going to be in Denver in June, uh, the Rockies are playing the Braves. Hopefully. At Coors Field. So, Hopefully. if this happens, I'm there. Possibly. Fingers crossed, baby. Yeah. They've got, yeah. like I said, as of recording, latest press release, press release, they've got five days to make a decision. Gotcha. They don't have a decision. 2022 season's canceled. Yikes. Which is okay. Like, it sucks, but at least I'll get to hold on to the fact that the last home run ever hit was by world champion Atlanta Brave first baseman Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, <laughs> so how's, how, uh, obviously you can tell, soccer fan. Oh, Footy, yeah. Footy ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, how how is that equipment like? Um, there's not much, and there's just the kits, and then shin guards and the boots. But like, Pretty, is there anything hard to do with that? Honestly, honestly, not as as of lately. It's uh for like I said, right now, right now I have them. They're they're in like two a day practices right now. So right now it's just been they've got. Their first laundry loop, got to get the, got to get them washed and put right back out, and then their second laundry loop, washed and put right back out because they're because they're going back to back, back to back to back, and 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 they have to have it seems like almost everything off of their loops. Makes sense. I love the footy ball. Well, I mean, it's a good sport. It's a good sport. I watched it today. I enjoy it. Uh, Champions League. What is? How hectic is like delivery day when the new equipment comes in? It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's I feel crazy. like that's got to be like a tractor trailer backing onto the dock and just oh, it is like ants scattering when you step on a, a, a ant bed. Especially, especially with football, just because some it, it it really just depends on the product that you get. Some product you could be getting in blank, and there's then there's some product that you could be getting in with 
excuse me, with logos already mm-hmm. already put on. So really and truly, you gotta you gotta start getting ready for your summer ball and then and then spring training and everything and then uh, especially for especially for football, you gotta get them ready for fall camp. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things in between getting the product to getting out getting it out to screen printing embroidery and then that's where you got to have good relationships with your vendors just yeah. because especially in this day and age with with the pandemic it's hard to get product exactly yeah. it's hard to get product and I'm and I'm having coaches like hey when are we getting this when are we getting this this was supposed to come in this day but it's not here like when I say you're getting it bill <laughs> <laughs> well Listen, thankfully, bud, thankfully, I know you put this program on the map. All right, thankfully, I get it. thankfully, I don't do much with football, so I'm more on the Olympic side of things. Yeah. But in previous places that I've that I've been at, I know I've I've had I've had some coaches that be like, all right, we're just we're just checking in. When's when's the stuff coming in? You brought up Olympic there, and that kind of segued into this question for me. Shane, Shane is hosting this one. Right? <laughs> Look, he's just he's popping out little nuggets for me, and it's just sparking things in my mind. I know this one would tickle your pickle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> With the World Games coming to Birmingham, uh-huh. taking place pretty much in proactive, how big of a role are y'all having to play to like facilitate all that for them? Honestly, I I I I don't know. I can't really okay. I, I can't really answer that right off right off the top of my head, just because. Just because I, I I feel like we'll probably play a significant role just yeah. because we're I mean, UAB's campus is pretty much going to be the host uh, site. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But as far as as far as giving a definite answer, I don't know. Got it. Makes sense. I like that. So did do y'all have to put the decals on the helmets, or do they come already put on? So we, like the like the blazer logo. Yeah. So we have we put the we put the decals on the helmets. God, talk about intricacy. Yeah. yeah Holy that, and that, hell. And, that, and that's where, as an equipment manager, you have to have an attention to detail. I was gonna ask, is it freehand or is there like a is there a blank scale you throw up on the helmet first and then all right fill the gaps, fill the gaps. So oh no, it's all it's all <laughs> freehand. You're you're you got you you'll have a helmet and you you'll be just be playing around with it. Put it on. Uh, I don't like it. Pull it off, yeah. and then just. How many sticks do you? I get? was gonna say this would be the absolute <laughs> worst job <laughs> on earth for me to have, yeah. <laughs> because I would sit there with the left side of a helmet, and I'd have nine rulers around me. Like, I know that one said it's center, but let me check these other four. Nope, see, it's off center because numbers tell me like I tried four different rulers. Three of them said it's off. One said it's on. It's off. Have you ever gone back and like watched like a replay of like a football game? I'm like, dang it, Eddie, that one's like three inches off center, oh, dude. Oh, so, so at a, at a previous place that I was at, there there was one time I was I was actually watching a replay of the game, just like you mentioned, and I looked at I looked at it, I'm like, oh god, that that helmet looks awful. Man, I screwed that one up. Who done that? And that that was the equipment manager. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, and it's funny because now I don't watch football as a fan. Like I watch, yeah, yeah. I watch it as an equipment manager, mm-hmm. and I look at the, I look at what they're wearing, and I'm just like, that 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 helmet just does not fit that player. It don't look like it, because I you could have like a a lineman wearing a speed flex, <laughs> and I'm just like, 
what are you Who doing? approved that? <laughs> what are you doing? My man's cheeks are just squished. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like like now that I've been in equipment so long, it's just like I, I, I look I look at what people are wearing and I'm just like it's like that 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 needs how to be did, different. Yeah, how yeah. did this get by? Like what? And then I see some people like some players their their uh jerseys or something be untucked and everything and I'll be like, Oh man, they gotta tuck that they gotta tuck that jersey in. That's designed to be in the pants, bud. Come on, you're making <laughs> me look bad right now. Oh boy. <laughs> so how far you've been doing this since pretty much high school. So not to age us, that's uh like fifteen years ago at this point. It's been a minute. It's yeah. been a hot minute. <laughs> so how, like, working with equipment nonstop, how, like, you know, they talk about all these, this new technology and jerseys and pants. How have you seen that evolve as far as, like, comfort and more, I guess, the coolness, especially here in Alabama? Right. Like, how do you, how have you seen it be able to help these players in multiple climates? Uh, It's really just, like, I, I, I can tell you specifically, material is a lot lighter. Because I can tell you, whenever we all were playing football, like jerseys were a lot heavier, mm-hmm. and I wasn't allowed to play football. If I meant, yeah, I had to play golf, man. I thought I thought for some reason you played. Football. No, <clears throat> my dad did not allow me because he was <laughs> dead set on me getting a golf scholarship. Oh, well, I played football maybe one, two years, and when I say when I say play, I put quotes <laughs> quotes with that play. Yeah, I was just there. But uh, I will say though that the material, is, especially with the pants and the uh, the pants material is different. The material for the jerseys are different, just because in, in previous years they liked it a lot a lot looser. Now it's just like hug right up to your body and don't yeah. and don't let go. Dude, see, like with golf shirts, like the ones when I was eleven, twelve, thirteen, starting junior shirts. The fit what for golf shirts was to come below your elbow and you would kind of scrunch it up to about right here at the bottom part of your tricep. Right. Now it's like, I want this thing hugging my arms, not loose between the armpits and the shoulder, or loose between the armpits and the shoulders, but kind of nicely fitting and cool. Form That's fitting. What, yeah. Oh, and I and, and, and being I, a broad-shouldered person, it sucks. I, and I, 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 I struggle <clears throat> with it. I struggle with it because. I know I'm an XL t-shirt. I'm an XL shirt, but whenever you put on... Hey, I've gone down a shirt size in a year, by the way. <laughs> a boy. Very, yeah. very nice. <laughs> but, uh, but like, I know I'm an XL t-shirt, and I, and I put on, like, one of those newer newer XLs in it, and I, I'm just like, ooh, this is not... This, uh, this does not look mm-hmm. uh, flattering to my form. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I can't remember. Like, there was a... I bought a concert t-shirt. And it was like, uh, they were like, yeah, you might want to size up. I'm like, well, I'm in a large. I can go up to an XL. I need to go up to like a 4X for that thing to fit because it might have fit my wife. And my yeah, wife, my wife's tiny. I was about to say, and then. They're Snuggies. Because mm-hmm. like, I've learned I've learned along the way, if you get a shirt that's 100% cotton, you might want to go a size up. Right. Just because once you throw it in the washer and throw it in the dryer, that thing's going to shrink. You dry it's your down. I'm sorry. You dry your shirt. Do you, do you dry your t-shirts like in the dryer? I know. Is I this do. communist Russia? Of course I do. <laughs> I hang dry. I hang dry. Like okay. my concert tees, I hang dry them. Okay. They shrink. You get fuzzballs. <laughs> get better fabric softeners. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Is he speaking facts? You, you, 
you you might want to use the dryer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like hang dry. Hey, I mean, to you're each not, their own. Yeah, I mean, if you're when not going to pull it directly out, like right after the like the the yeah the cycle's done, hang dry might have better benefits. See, when I, growing Maybe. up, with what well, I like, I did my own laundry, so it was like I dry all my stuff. I'm like, man, this stuff's just like progressively shrinking. Started hang drying after I got married. And I was like, my shirts don't shrink as fast. What's your wash cycle? I feel like I feel like you might be on the wrong wash cycle here. <laughs> you're gonna have to ask the boss that way. Okay. I, mean, I feel like your I feel like your wash cycle is 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 off a little bit. I don't know. They feel fresh when I put them back on, so that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. As long as it's clean and it fits. Now I will say, like shirts I wear around the house and stuff, I I will throw in the dryer. Okay. Like gym shirts and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, anything I know that might shrink and has a very high possibility of shrinking, I don't dry it. Well, don't. especially concert tees where you're paying thirty five dollars for a eight dollar t shirt. Like, nah. Yeah. Well, don't. If it's hundred percent cotton, you might as well just just, just hang dry that. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. But anyway, back to like the evolution of wear equipment, clothes. There you go. Yeah, clothes. Is it clothes? Do you call clothing. do you call that clothing? We call it apparel. Apparel. There you go. That's the fancy word. Mm -hmm. So through that evolution, have you seen like, you know, less players being like so dehydrated because they're sweating so much, better performance? Yes, I, I, w I would say like, especially with, with, the, with the different apparel because like I said, like I said previously, like it was a lot more looser growing up. Like, like if you look, uh, I will say if you look at, if you look at basketball shorts, like bas basketball shorts back, back 90s 2000s they were right down to your knee yeah and now and now you've got you've got shorts like they try to roll them up till they're all the way up up to their to their mid thighs like, yeah it seems like that's that's making that's a, yeah the, that's the trend is like re, uh, re, uh, yep what's reverse it trend yeah it's like they're going back to larry bird days <laughs> exactly there you go that's the word i was looking for they're pretty much wearing chubbies out there yeah exactly <laughs> Performing though, and that's what matters. Yeah. Hey, as long uh, whatever it takes to get the win, right? There you go. Now, speaking of evolutions, as an equipment manager, do you prefer stitched or sublimation? Stitched. Uh, the difference between stitched and sublimation. Stitched is a lot more heavier mm -hmm. when it because because you've got to have your tackle and your twill, and then whenever it comes to whenever it comes to sublimation. It's already infused into the bowl. How about that? That didn't do anything wrong to you. <laughs> you, oh, you, you, you apologize to <laughs> that, Mike. Sometimes you got to show it who's boss. <laughs> but whenever it comes to sublimation, it's it's infused into mm -hmm. the into the fabric. the fabric. So so it's a lot lighter, and whenever it comes to, it's it's a lot easier to get down Maintain. from one side of the court to another. There you go. Now, I know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like the downside with sublimation is how fast it fades, right? Uh, or does that just depend honestly, on the I've quality never, of? I've, it really just depends on the quality, just because I've never really had. Now I will say though, whenever you do get sublimated product, you'll want to put it in what we call a color set wash, mm -hmm. and a color set wash is is where, uh, like, but like. For example, let's say you don't color wash it, mm -hmm. and you take you take this Auburn jersey and you go play a game, mm -hmm. and you come back and you and and you wash it, 
and that navy will, will possibly bleed lead on, onto the white. On, onto the white. Yeah. And you're stuck with, oh crap! Well, I didn't order enough. I don't. I've only ordered so many amounts of these, of these jerseys, but I didn't do my job because I didn't color set it, lock it, lock the colors into place. Makes sense. Now, as far as like wear and tear, does stitched wear better than the sublimation? Like as far as like, I think you see it more so like shoulder pad area. Or down around the bottom of the shirt, somebody gets tackled by the back of their shirt, you know, it stretches, it rips. Right. Is stitch better in that aspect just because of the thicker the thickness of the material versus I, the sublimation? I would say I would say it, it it varies by the by the material of the jersey itself. Because like whenever I was a I was working with the AAF uh the Birmingham Iron, mm-hmm. we had starter jerseys mm-hmm. and those jerseys itself, yes, they were they were the they were the tackle and the twill and everything like that. But like especially like there was one game we we played the Memphis Express and there was one of our players that came to pull pull down the player to make a tackle and he took off part of part of the jersey with him. Mm-hmm. So I, in my opinion, it it varies based off of the material of the of the jersey itself. And so you've been. Now at UAB and Under Armour School, uh, was Lafayette, were they? They were Nike. Nike. That's what I was hoping for. So let's ask the big question, which one's better? Me personally, I like Nike. Okay. I like Nike. Uh, apparel-wise, apparel-wise Ni- Nike's good. Uh, I, I And especially with shoes. I, I, Under Armour, their shoes are great and all, but like – and. And an example of, of a story that I have with Under Armour shoes was I was employed uh, with Georgia State University at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And was it handled by <laughs> <laughs> but, some random that lives in Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> but, Juicy will appreciate that part. <laughs> but uh, so I, I was working with Georgia State and. Myself. We were transitioning from Nike to Under Armour. Well, we had our football team was still in Nike, but our basketball team, they wanted to be the first to use Under Armour. Under Armour. So we're having to expedite all the Under Armour stuff. I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm going to ask real quick, what yep. year was this? This was in 2016. Okay, perfect. Go ahead. Keep going. So, uh, so we There's tra- a reason I asked that, but go ahead. Okay. We transitioned from Nike to Under Armour, and whenever we were using Under Armour, there was there was one time where we just got we just got the the at that time the new Steph Curry's, mm-hmm. and uh, this was right before the this was before the Steph Curry dad shoe, right? Right. Yeah. So like so like, giving basketball their shoes and everything to go to practice with, and then like maybe about three four weeks later the the basketball director comes in and and he's like Eddie he said you're gonna hate me and I'm like oh crap what just <laughs> happened and he said we gotta we gotta call BSN BSN is uh is a third party rep that you can get product if you're not a direct like with Nike or mm-hmm. Under Armour or Adidas so BSN was a third party that we used to get our to get our Under Armour product. 
And so he, he comes up to me and he says, Eddie, he said, I hate to do this to you, he said, but we're going to have to send 20 pairs of shoes back to back to BSN. I'm like, 20 pairs? What did y'all do? And so he brings them all in and he shows me and like, and he's explaining, say, there was like one one pair of shoes. It was a, the Steph Curry's. And he said that one player went up to go make a make a layup, and he went up, but the, the shoes stayed. But but the but the soles the, the soles stayed mm-hmm. on the ground. And I'm like, oh my god, because it's like twenty pairs blown out, and I've got to I've got to get twenty pairs within a couple weeks. Yeah. Now. How uh, involved have you been with UAB basketball since you've been back? They're one of they're one of my sports. Okay. Yeah. Have you noticed the drastic improvement in the Under Armour basketball shoes from your time at Georgia State to now? Oh, absolutely. They are. It's been to me one of the like quickest and biggest jumps that an apparel brand has made, and I credit it one hundred percent to Steph Curry and the fact that Under Armour said, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't be the." quote unquote experts on developing this technology. Let's go to our sponsor athlete and see what he thinks about it, get his input, because it was like after Steph started making his changes on the on the basketball shoe, Under Armour, their basketball shoes have just gone light years in advance. Through the roof. Yeah. Now the Rocks design shoes for him. Exactly. Anyway. That, that that's why I was happy like you threw the time frame on there because I wanted to kind of set that up. <laughs> so after, uh, first off, how are the winters in Pennsylvania? Cold. Very cold. <laughs> Very cold. Bone chilling? Compare it to like a like a good winter here. What do you think? Oh, it's colder. It's okay. colder. And I will say, though, uh, I've lived in Pennsylvania and I've lived in Cleveland. And Cleveland that is cold because you've got shout out to the two one six. There you go. Because you've got your uh, regular winter time, but then you're living right by Lake Erie. That, and you and you've got lake la- wind is lake effect. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. It is brutal. And if you don't have a four wheel drive up there, don't travel. Just just, just, just <laughs> don't don't do it. Shout out. First off, shout out to you because you took a picture in our t shirt by the Cleveland Sun. Mm-hmm. Yep. I appreciate that. Yep. I saw he tagged us in that. I was like, man, that's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate a certain athlete that comes from Cleveland. Oh, I, I already know what you're talking about. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like you're always kind of pulling for Cleveland because they're, they're kind of like down and out most of the time. It's just like, oh, that's kind of the small guy I'm kind of rooting for. You're talking about Joe Burrow? <laughs> Joe Burr. <laughs> Joey B. You know, you know, Shane knows how much Joe I love Shiesty. Shane knows I'm a Joe Burrow stan. Like, I hated him at LSU because that's just in my blood. For obvious reasons. But when he went to the NFL, well, no, it was after they won the national title when he was sitting in the locker uh, room smoking and, that yeah. cigar. I was like, how can you not like this guy? Like, he's just too cold. Even more so than just, like, the smoking the cigar picture and all that was the stories that came out about how security was, like, trying to make them put the cigars yeah, out. And, like, and they were nah. just, no. They're like, they weren't having it. But we just won the national championship. Get out of here. <laughs> One of my favorite music artists is from Cleveland too. So, music artists. Notice I said artist. I didn't that. say hip hop artist or punk rock artist. I just said music artist. That's because he doesn't know what genre he wants to be in. Because he can do both. Shout out MGK. <laughs> he knew. He knew who I was talking about. <laughs> I think everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
So, like, after you spent time in Cleveland and Pennsylvania, I feel like you went somewhere else. So, Cleveland was actually closer to now, but yeah. after I had... This is like last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yes, yes. So, so the, the previous year was kind of crazy with COVID and everything, so I couldn't really, like... Take a drink here. Your drink. Sit down. You're not allowed yeah. to say that C word here. <laughs> it's it's past business time for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but after I had left Lafayette College, I went actually to the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, and that's where I did a I did a training camp internship there. Which uh, how they how they do things is they select their interns for the full season based off of their performance during the training camp. Yeah. And while I, I I performed to expectations, it was there they they had who they wanted, but they actually got me in contact because uh my mentor at uh Georgia State, he's actually at the Naval Academy. Oh, that'd have been dope. And and uh he actually reached out to the Falcons and he's like, Hey, I've got I've got an internship that's open it's like I'm I'm needing a guy for football. I said I'm needing him like right as soon as training camp is done. If he if he can be able to come in the next day, is that I would greatly appreciate it. So they they asked me. They said we've got this internship that's at at Georgia State. Would you be interested? And I was like, because he had mentioned how much the salary was going to be, and I was I was kind of on the fence about it, just because it was as an intern you're not really making a lot of money, mm-hmm. right. and so I was kind of on the fence about it because. It's not a lot of money. You're living in downtown Atlanta, and high cost of living, and it's a high cost of living. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, I in my head, I was thinking, well, if I if if I don't do this, then I'm back to square one, and and I've got to find. What the hell was that? It had to be one of the had to be a cars. can. <laughs> had to be a can. Might have been that. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry that a random noise cut you off. <laughs> we all kind of stood there stunned for a second. I actually, I think that was quite literally that jar. <clears throat> well, it could be the boogeyman. The bell told, so yeah. you know what to do. Open that thing. It is about that time. We're not going to make Eddie do it. It is that yeah. time, unless he wants to. Nah, yeah, I mean, I'll share with y'all. That's He's got to work tonight. That's all, Shane. Yeah. I got to, I got to go back to work. You so. go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, story. but yeah, so. So I was kind of skeptical about it just because the pay was low, and I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. But at the same time, I was, I was thinking logically, and I was like, if I don't accept this job, then I'm back to square one, where I've got to start looking around and see if anybody's got a internship or a full time job that's open. So I said, okay, yeah, I'm taking it. So it opened up opportunities to not only work. With Georgia State, but I also volunteered with the Falcons as well and helped out unloading the unloading their equipment. Kind of like on an as needed basis. Yeah, thing. yeah. So like, so like after after uh, home games, I would just shoot them a text, be like, "Hey," I say, like, "I was like, uh, y'all need any help with unloading the equipment truck?" It's like, "Yeah," I said, "If you want to come up here," so we we'll we definitely appreciate it. So. So usually, usually after, because I also did Uber, Uber driving. So usually after I finished a, after I sh- finished a shift with Uber, 
I just go up to Flowery Branch and help them unload their truck, go back home, and get ready for get ready for another day of work. And it was just it was just like that for for a full year. Talk about a grind. Oh, it was it was from start. It was like seven a.m. right seven a.m. to nearly midnight that I was working. So hey. Walker County work ethic. Yeah, that right there. That, that's what I was just about to say. It's just ingrained in us, man. If you if you're from here, you work. Oh yeah, and no matter what it is, you know if it's artistically, blue collar, medical, whatever, when you work, you work. You put everything you got into it. I was really hoping you'd be the first Uber driver we've had in here, but our boy Ricky <laughs> did it first. <clears throat> so, did you have any like terrible experiences with Uber? Like, just quick segue. Yeah. So, uh, I had this one guy that that I took to. I can't remember where it was in Atlanta. But Zone he, six. He, he he want he wanted to be his like he was the backseat driver. Oh he was, God, those he were was the worst. He was like, "Hey, you missed the exit right here." I'm like, "No, that's not what the that's not what GPS just told like, me." Literally got a map right here, bud. Appreciate like, that though. I appreciate I, I, that. I appreciate that. And of course, he gave me a he gave me a, a bad rating. Said I was a terrible driver and Naturally. everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like I'm just like oh well, it's just it's just it's just one person. Everybody else has come through my car. If you like, I have not. I have not put, I've not done Uber, like lift picking people up since Atlanta. Yeah. But like, like I still have a lot of my reviews from whenever I was in Atlanta, and a lot of them were like, "He is the best Atlanta Uber driver ever." It's like <laughs> you, you need to, you need to get him whenever you need a, you need a Uber driver. See if I saw that person's name pop up for needing a ride, and if I was close, I'd get him. And when they got in the car, I'm like. You ready to die tonight? <laughs> I'm gonna earn that one star. Oh, but so you th- you want to give me one star? I'm about to earn negative stars. Yeah. Oh, but but I I absolutely love Friday Saturday nights just because they were they were very and especially in like downtown Atlanta, there's a lot of bars and everything around that area mm-hmm. and and whenever and whenever people need picking up. It gets it gets hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gets hilarious. Just and then, and then at the same time, they're very, they're very good about like, hey, we want to go here, or, or we're going to another party, mm-hmm. or yeah. or whatnot. And I've I have a lot of funny Uber stories that I can share. <laughs> oh, I believe it. So you spent time at Georgia State. I think that kind of slipped my mind. But the one I'm trying to get, didn't you go to Liberty? Yes, for a while. Liberty was my most recent job. Before. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was at Liberty for. Uh. So, let's backtrack a little bit. I was before Liberty. I was at Cleveland State University out in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I was there from twenty nineteen till about twenty twenty one. Cleveland, Tennessee. Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's funny. <laughs> It's funny because uh, <laughs> I went to go get a haircut from Eric Nix, and I told him that same story. I was like, I was like, yeah, I said I'm I'm about to I'm about to go out to Cleveland and work at Cleveland State, and he said I didn't know I didn't know Cleveland Alabama had a had a university. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Cleveland Alabama probably doesn't even have a rest stop. <laughs> probably not even a red light. Zoot right on through that. <laughs> Blink and you miss it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> jeez. 
What were you doing at Liberty? So at Liberty, I was the associate uh, director of equipment operations. And uh, there I was working with, uh, I had about eight sports. Uh, I, if you ask me now, I probably could not tell you. But if right after the recording, if you ask me, I probably could name them. <laughs> name them off. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I was there for about three months and then was, was told they were making some transitions, doing some things different. So the equipment department is just going to be going to be two, two guys doing just football. And said the Olympic sports, the coaches and operations crews are going to be the one that's going to handle the equipment and making sure logos are done and laundry and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So essentially my, my job got eliminated. They had to pay Hugh Freeze's salary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's funny because it it came right after Hugh Freeze got the money. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I was was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to say it, but. Kind of figured when the, when the Freeze contract dropped at the size school Liberty is, something was going to have to take a cut. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was interesting, but it, it worked out for the better just because right as soon as. It happened like I like the very same day I got told, hey, it's like we've got we've got this position. We're going to transition it into an operations position. If you're interested, we can we can interview you for it. Said it's it's going to make about the same same salary. And I was like, I was like, you know, it's like an operations position. That'd be great and all. But that that's not that's not my calling. That's Mm -hmm. not where I'm supposed to be because. Operations is more than just equipment itself. You're having to book travel. You're having to book hotels. Yeah. And then, no. and then if some if something goes wrong with all of that, that's on that's you. on that's on you. That's mm-hmm. your fault. Boy, you stuck us in a hooker hotel. <laughs> I'm sorry. So hey, you're yeah, trying to was, save the school some money. It was oh, two yeah. minutes from the stadium versus twenty. So you're welcome. <laughs> right. So, so, so yeah. So I was, I was like, you know, I was like. That'd be great and all. It, it would be it 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 would expand my knowledge just more than just equipment. But that's really not my calling. That's not really where I want to be. And so back to talking about my mentor at the at Georgia State, who's at the Naval Academy now. Uh, I was talking to him and because they had a they had a position that was open, and I was talking to him. I was like Nick. It's like. Is that position you guys have still open? He said, "Man, he said we just filled it." And he said, "It's like everything good." And I explained the situation. Said, "Hey, I'm actually looking for a job now because X, Y, and Z happened." Mm-hmm. And so he said, "He said, yeah." He said, "He said, dang man, is I said I, I hate that." He said, "We actually just filled that position." But he said, "I don't know if you knew this, but UAB is looking for an equipment manager." So I, I was like, "I thought I thought they." I thought they filled that position. He's like, nah. I said that the the guy that they had offered, he didn't take the job, so they were sitting there without a director. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so I'll, so I'll, I'll take a look into it. So I had some friends. I have a friend of mine who tried to get tried to give me an opportunity mm-hmm. to be the director of equipment operations out at Northern Arizona, and. And so I, I was reaching out to her. And I was like, I was like, hey Jessica. I was like, do you, do you know anyone still at UAB? It's like most of my contacts, they're all, they're all gone now. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I, I, I know a few people. So, so she, she reached out to him, and and she's like, 
you need to abs- absolutely apply tonight because they they're very interested in what you have to offer. So pretty much just within within a week of me putting in my application and I had a had an interview. They brought me to campus on a Thursday and then the following the following Friday after that from Friday to Friday they unofficially offered me the position. That'd be dope. Yeah. It would be cool for you to go up to Annapolis to work. With oh, yeah. Buddy. That'd oh, be yeah. pretty dope. Oh, yeah. And I feel like they probably might put you through basic training, though. <laughs> and, I, and I even asked him that. I was, I, was like, I was like, Nick, I was like, this might be a dumb question, but, but, but do, you have to, do you have to sign up for the military to work, to work for <laughs> the Naval Academy or West Point or any of these, any of these yeah. universities? He said, "No." He said, "You're just a civilian. You're just a civilian worker." He said, "You're you're on government salary." And said, "The only the only problem working at like the Naval Academy or West Pointer is if the government shuts down, you may not get a paycheck." Oof, that's facts. Yeah, I was can attest. <laughs> Somebody in this room can tell us that. Yeah, nothing like being stuck on a man. Nah. <laughs> there are worse places to be stuck, but with no pay, being on a tropical island sucks. <laughs> My family back expensive. at home is hungry. Yeah. Oh, so uh, you're back at UAB, so it was pretty much come full circle. Absolutely. Is there any dream destinations like that you'd like to go work at? Well, first off, hang on. Before we go there, do you feel like this is going to be this, like a like you know? There's mul- always things always change. Right. Do you feel like this is a job you're going to be at for quite a bit for quite a while? Yeah, I would think this would be the job that if yeah, I would say if if like Tampa Bay call called me back and said, "Hey, we want we want you to come here and work for us," I'd pro I'd I'd consider it. Bye. I'd consider it because it's the NFL. It's my first internship. It's just it, that and my brother he lives out in Florida, and mm-hmm. so it's like it's 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 the NFL, and I'm close to close to family. But really and truly, I love UAB. I have a, I have a heart for UAB just because I was a student here, and it's it's the dream job that if, if you ask all of my colleagues and if you ask all of the people that I went to went to school with, and they say what is Eddie's dream job, and they will say UAB, just yeah. just because I have a I have a heart and I have a passion for it. What if USC came calling? That's uh that's a little expensive. That's a little out of my That'd be a no for me, dog. Yeah. That's a little no. that's a little out of I actually know know a guy that that's at USC, but the the problem is with California schools is that they're rotating doors. They're rotating door schools. Yeah. Cuz like every other we I'm a I'm a member of of the AEMA which is Athletic Equipment Managers Association. And we have we have a little area where job postings come up, and it seems like every year there's USC, UCLA, or one of UC Davis, or mm-hmm. some of these California schools, and and you're looking at the salary, and you're like, mm, I don't know. It's either Is that, it, or they want to join the hundreds of thousands of homeless people just getting to chill <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> but but no, I, I I'm in my I'm in my dream setting. And like, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for better just because I've got, I've got, I've got great colleagues. I've got great, great athletes. Like 
I, especially like like with me right now and where I am, I it's it's, it's just a one man show right yeah. now in, in Olympics. I'm eventually going to get myself an intern, but right now I'm doing everything. So boy, when you get you an assistant, you know you've made it. Oh yeah. So when I knew I made it, is when Shane came on. <laughs> yeah. So like, if you need an assistant, let me know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then the podcast will die because I don't have an assistant anymore. <laughs> but you can always get Juicy. Yeah. Juicy's See, always here go. for me. There you go. <laughs> get you friends that will bend over backwards for you because I'll bend over backwards for those two any day. Yep. Uh, but no, like the reason I ask that is one of the schools, if, if I was like an equipment manager that I would love to work for, you might want to take a guess. Alabama. No. Colorado. No. I love Colorado. Seemed like an easy. Can't place. wait to go back in in June. But oh, no, University of Wyoming, Oregon. God no, dude. Get you pretty much just reach your hand in a closet and throw this, throw a shirt out and throw a pair of pants. I'm like, this is what y'all are wearing this week. No, you want to talk about homeless people in California? <laughs> Have you seen a picture of Portland? Is Eugene close to Portland? It's all close to Portland. I don't no. know geography. <laughs> Look, I'm looking at you the, got you. I'm looking at the map right now, and I guarantee you, Eugene is maybe an hour and a half away from Portland. How much you want to put on this? I'll put a <laughs> shot of clear on this. All right, bet. Oh boy, Eugene, Oregon mm-hmm. to Portland. One hour, ten minutes. Not Poland <laughs> or Portugal, <laughs> but Portland. We are not going to Poland. You said within an hour and a half. Yeah. Go ahead and pull you a shot of that jar because it's Dang. two hours and forty eight minutes. You got it walking? No, <laughs> it's driving. <laughs> it's driving. <laughs> right, well, you also took the longest route, hour and fifty one on the fastest route. Okay, so that's I mean, still over an hour and a half. But that's how. Well, uh, now this is this is current time, and there's a traffic jam. Oh, we're right on here, technicality right here. Town. <laughs> you get around Wilsonville, we got a, we got a traffic jam. Right here goes there. Shane cutting corners. <laughs> now look, look, Apple Maps got this cool new feature. I don't know if you're aware of this. <laughs> you can schedule times. So like, let's just see, like tomorrow <laughs> at I don't know. Let's just say he's just trying to get out of here and that clear. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Hold on. I only saved 10 minutes. Dang it, it went down to an hour and 41. Right, get your shot of that, my yeah. boy. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> but no, I feel like, it, like I mean. I earned that. The owner of Nike funds Oregon, so it's like. Well, he went to he went to school at Oregon. It'd be so. so dope to have that money and stuff to play with there. Well, that's essentially why with Under Armour, Maryland is their staples because mm-hmm. the CEO went to Maryland. Right. Do want to say this though, like one of the worst things Under Armour done was that stupid like state flag Maryland uniform combo. <laughs> oh, that thing was hideous. Golly, so bad. Yeah, the one uniform that I do not like, and and I, I will I will hundred percent take it to the grave with me, is the Michigan State green and neon neon green. Yeah, I I I, I don't I don't like it. See at Alabama, you get to keep it simple. Yeah, that yeah. would be an easy one. Yeah. See, that's well, Auburn, too. Y'all don't really get, like, too fancy-fancy. We painted the face mask white and orange this year, so you come up off our ass, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, like, it's just, like, your Making story. Making big changes over here, all right? Get all your travels, man. It's just so cool, like, getting to go to all these places. Yeah. That, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people think, well, I've got to do this job to be able to travel and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, no, it's like, 
you really dig deep and realize what you're good at, it can, it can take you anywhere. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and honestly, this job, like, I I absolutely love it because yes, I get to see all these places and everything, but I get to meet all these really cool people along the way and. People that I don't get to see on a, on a regular day to day basis, but I've still got a great relationship. Like I've got a I've got a relationship with you guys. I could mm-hmm. call them up right now and say, "Hey, what's going on over at such and such place?" And they'd be like, "Oh, we got X, Y, and Z games happening. It's like we've got we've got this happening here, and and we might even talk talk shop a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. What's what's uh, what do you think about this apparel or this equipment or?" What do you think about this coach or that coach? It's like I heard, heard y'all might be looking for a new coach. Who, who, who's the who's the top candidates? Yeah, you got to go to Auburn's boosters for those answers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you ever get to like do an internship or just like periodical work with the USMNT, you got to call me. <laughs> Fair. Even though they're underperforming expectations, because Canada is now the best team in North America right now, but you get to work for the men's national team, I would do it. That that is our, and it's funny because I I think one at one point in time, I think it was back a few years ago, I said I said something on the lines of it would be really really cool to be like. And the Olympics equipment manager, oh, yeah. like working for working for an Olympic team, like mm-hmm. going out to Beijing or wherever the Olympics is is set out. And it's like that that would be that would be a really dope job. Hey, it could happen, man. I mean, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like well, I said, the one year you get picked, the Olympics are going to be in Atlanta again. So <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah, it might man, be it man, might I've, be in Los Angeles. I think twenty twenty eight. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Man, I've been here before. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm working for the Olympics, and this sucks. <laughs> but no, dude, like that's so cool. Just like getting to move around, meet all these people, and yeah. make all these connections. That's what it's all about. Oh yeah. And you're ultimately back close to Walker County. Oh yeah. But <clears throat> and, and and to be honest with you, like yeah, I've I've got I've got all these accolades to my name and everything, but I'm just a guy. I'm just. I'm just Eddie Harden who went to Sumner Christian and I'm, I at the end of the day like I I want people to look at me as not just oh well he did this and he did that like I want people to look at me and say he busted his butt and he got to where he wanted to be he yeah. he he achieved his dream yeah. see I love that it's another case of being born and raised in Walker County is not a death sentence. It doesn't limit you to Walker County or right. just the immediate metro area. Right. You have the capabilities. If you if you get it in your mind and you, you get that drive, you can go wherever you want to go. Yep. Right. Man, some chick posted on TikTok. She was over here at the Raceway over here in Jasper. Mm-hmm. She was like, Jasper is the sketchiest, blah, blah, blah. And something in like, you know, the captions or whatever. And I was like, I live here, and it's not that sketchy. I was like, I've lived in places that are far sketchier. Jasper. She was like, well, I'm from Fayette. And I was like, well, no wonder it seems sketchy to you. You're from a place yeah. where nothing happens. Jasper's actually gotten pretty nicer lately. Dude, yeah. It's a growing metropolis. I, I, will, <laughs> I will go to battle for Walker County any day. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I like you, I've left here, and I've came back. 
It's like I've seen other places. Guess what? They ain't much better. If if not on the same level. As the old saying goes, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Facts. That is a very factual statement, dude. Yeah, you want to see sketchy. I've stumbled through some old English towns <laughs> in in like the country of England. Like like not just like the country of England, but like the country. The yeah. country. Yeah. You want to see sketchy. Like that cobblestone starts moving in weird ways. Yeah. <laughs> people, I mean, people just, it's Walker County. People like to give it trash. They, they like think we're nothing but meth heads here. But in reality, we're functioning meth heads. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what you do on your Saturdays. I was about to say, I, 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 I don't think I do that. <laughs> but no, it's, it's like, you know, you get to come all these places and you come back home and it's like, this is what made me, and I'm happy here, and I'm getting to do what I love while I'm here. Oh, yeah. And that's why a lot of people don't, like Shane said, some people take it as a death sentence of coming back to Walker County. It's not that bad. Like, you <clears throat> you may not work in county, but you're still successful. Right. That means mm-hmm. you come from here. Right. Um, uh, and, you know, back whenever I was younger, I had that, I had that thought, too, like, Oh, I live in Walker County. It's 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 there ain't nothing out here. Mm-hmm. And but but now that I come back to Walker County, I'm just like, you know, it's like I used to trash Walker County, but it's like but it's like at the at the end of the day, it's home. Mm-hmm. It, it it like I <laughs> it's funny because I I do I I find myself doing it too, where I the normal thing to do on a on a Walker County Friday night or Saturday night is just driving around, see what's going on and yep. everything and. Just driving around and be like, man, this is this is different. This is different, dude. I was at my granddad's house in Empire because we we lived right next door to each other when I was growing up, and uh, like I was just sitting out there talking to him. And we just stopped talking for a minute, and it was just quiet. Mm-hmm. Like all I could hear was the wind wind blowing. It was sunny outside. Part of me wishes I was at my honey hole fishing that day because it was a perfect day to fish. But I was just sitting out there, and I was just like. And I try not to cuss around my granddad. Like, right. You know, like, I try to keep it proper and respectful around him. Right. But I just looked at him and I was like, damn it, I love it here. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? And I was like, you know, growing, like, now that I live in Jasper, it's like there's just hustle and bustle. Like, yep. you know, being as close to the main roads and stuff as we are right here in the smack in the middle of the city, I hear sirens and I hear cars. Right. I hear dog, other dogs, not named Zeus, barking nonstop. <clears throat> it's like. Like it's I don't I never really get like a quiet moment. Right. Compared to when I lived up on the farm where I could just walk out of my door and it's quiet. So I was like I was like it's just it's quiet, it's peaceful. It's like I really appreciate where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Right. I and like, I and, and I can confirm the same way just because I'm I'm right in smack smack in the middle, right right in south side, right by Right by a fire station, we've got two hospitals and everything. It's all hustle and bustle, and and everything's going on. But whenever I come back home and and just sit down and and watch TV or just or just go outside and see and just sit there for a little bit, it's like you said, it's at, it's it's peaceful. Yeah. See, I'm always in a better mental state <clears throat> about this time of the year until it gets cold again. Because I'll go fishing and I'll leave my phone in my truck. I'll I'll tell my wife like, "Hey, I'm here." I'll leave my phone in my truck. Some people are like, "Aren't you afraid of getting shot down there in the Empire?" And I'm like, 
Probably not because if somebody's going to walk up on me and try to shoot me, I'm probably going to know them, mm-hmm. first off. And secondly, I might That's have my gun just... out as soon as they start walking up <laughs> on me. <laughs> well, honestly, for, for me, it's like, like I, don't, I don't carry. Maybe I should. But work live, working downtown Birmingham, I would a hundred percent advise. Uh, I, maybe I should, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, it's like if somebody wanted to come up and say, "Bang, you're dead." That's I know, time. I know, I know where I'm going. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent know where I'm going. But so. it's just you know, it's just the peacefulness of being right. back where you grew up, and it's right. just sometimes that good mental mental reset for a minute. Right, but <clears throat> dude, like. First off, I'm jealous you got to, like, go work in all these places. <laughs> I mean, it, anything's possible. Like, if I wanted to, like, sell my house, I'm like, well, I'm going to do travel sleep tech. Like, right. Yeah, cool, but I don't want to plug my wife away from her job she loves, et cetera, right. et cetera. You, you got to factor in so many of these multiple things. Right. But it's like, as long as you're doing what you love, it doesn't matter where you're at, you're going to be happy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Unless you Absolutely. work in Auburn. No, 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 but that's God's country down there. You don't talk about peace. That's unless you're an avid sports fan, then you know peace is going to be hard to come by. But I, I actually know Auburn's equipment manager. He's he's a he's a really good guy. Is he? He's a really good guy. I actually I actually talked to him the other day. I had a I had an Under Armour question, and and of, of course mm-hmm. Auburn is Under Armour, so mm-hmm. so had to had to give him a call and be in his ear a little bit and. Uh, <laughs> And I had I had known him because um, whenever I worked at the Birmingham Iron, he was actually friends with my my supervisor, and so I got to know him through my supervisor. And then after that, we just well, if you want to work out a deal for me, you know, hey, <laughs> I was about to say Shane's about to start By asking you for free stuff. I mean, I'll do whatever I need he's to do on my end to. He's going to be like after the recording. He's going to be like, "Hey, how do I get in contact yeah. with that guy?" <laughs> Got any new uh, new stuff in? There's some got some new shoes. Got extra. Really, I just want. You got the, an extra pair of twelves thrown my way. <laughs> I just want the sweatshirt that Harson was lobbing uh, biscuits in at the basketball game a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I have scoured the internet looking for it, and I can't find it. And I need it. <laughs> it's probably a team exclusive. Oh, no nobody, doubt. Nobody yeah. else can get. He's probably the only one that has it. Honestly. <laughs> so the final question: You you just stated you work for the Birmingham Iron. Yes. How do you feel about the Stallions? I I hope this is my this is my opinion. I hope it's successful. I hope it is successful. That other one wasn't (laughs) because if you if you look at if you look at the record of spring football, this is this is going back well when the USFL was first here. Mm -hmm. Like USFL tanked, and then and then you had the XFL came in and it tanked. It's coming back. Yeah, it's coming back next year. Yeah, and then you had the AAF came in and it tanked, and then you had the spring league. I don't know if it's still around. Like, like it, it just seemed like it just seemed like it came up and then it was just like it's nobody out. Nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah, and then and then now you've got the XFL coming back, and then you've got the A, not the AAF, but the but the USFL coming back, and then it's like it seems like it seems like there's a lot of spring football leagues that are that are coming and going and it's like are what's you gonna, it going to take to what, retain right right and and i Decent feel like football. i feel like i feel like i feel like it'll 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 do it'll do well but i hope i hope it stays longer than just 
than just a season mm-hmm. or two, and then okay, we're gonna go on our merry way. Yeah, yeah. When I left work this morning, like I drive past Protective when I'm coming on to uh, 65, like to come home. Right. Or no, 2059 to get to 65. Mm-hmm. Like I passed Protective, and all I could see was USFL. I'm like, damn, they left that on all night. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to see that power bill. Oh, they 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 have the they have these lights that shine over the over the UAB logo and everything on it and and like like you said I'd hate to see that power yeah <laughs> but dude uh man I appreciate you coming on for yeah, real yeah man it's a it, it's a pleasure it's good to good to see you guys again it's been a it's been a while we started talking about you coming on like season one and then uh-huh. it was like you started moving all over the place again I was like well maybe one day one day <laughs> one day and what here is- you are so it was like when I saw his back at UAB I was like oh yeah we're getting him on this yeah. season mm-hmm. we 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 gotta get it <clears throat> but uh. If there's anything you want to say to the people listening, what is it? Follow your heart. Follow your dreams. It doesn't matter if you if you got the biggest dream out there. If you if you want to be a professional singer, if you want to be a professional athlete, if you want to, whatever your dream is, go after it, and don't let anybody tell you different. Because the moment the moment you get that one person that tells you. You can't do it. You cannot fulfill that dream. Then you're going to put it put it aside. And and then I would rather, I would rather say I tried and failed than to regret saying, oh well, I could have I done never this. tried it. I could have done this. I could have done that. Because I'll, I'll I'll even tell you this, like saying no names about it. But whenever I was in high school, I had a dream. I wanted to play college ball at Texas. And I had one person, he told me, he's like, he's like, you don't, you don't have what it takes to play at Texas. He said, Texas, Texas is you, you got your, you got your big stars and everything like that. And Heisman, Heisman winners and whatnot. He said, said, who, who, who is going to get a kid from Summerton, Alabama to play at Texas? And it got into my head. I was like, okay, well. I guess I'm not supposed to play at Texas. And and then now it's like I'm at I'm at UAB and after I've leave UAB uh from being a student, I've always had that dream I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. It doesn't matter how long it's it's going to take me. I'm going to come back and I'm going to take over the department that I got my start in. Right. So beautiful. Yep. Dude, I love it. I appreciate, like I said, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I'm glad we can get you on because who knows where Eddie's going to be next year. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I hope it's still at UAB. Let, let's hope so <laughs> for stability's sake. After, after, after a while of moving around, it's just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Cause, uh, cause I'm moving around from place to place. You don't really get enough stability. And it's like, you want to find a relationship and everything. And then whenever you're, you're interested in someone. It's just like, well, I'm gone again. Yeah, you know, like I, I try not to get too spiritual in this podcast, but I, like, you know, we talk about I'm part of my southern. Like, I still believe in God, and you know, His will for our lives, but we shape the way of our lives, free will. You know, right? But I do feel like when you get to that place where you're stable is when your life stabilizes. So, right. you know, whatever you know, when you're stable, your life will truly stabilize. It's like when I finally moved back to Walker County, my life. Actually stabilized because 
It was a whirlwind for about five and a half years. <laughs> you got to live in the present. I, and I did. I lived a wild life, but it was fun. It was happy. Right. You know, and I always tell everybody, I was like, if I die tomorrow, I go into my, go into the dirt saying, I'll, like, I lived a great life. Yep. And I'm happy with everything that turned out the way it was. That's yep. where you find peace. If you're living yeah. in the present, that's where you find peace. If you're depressed, you're living in the past. There's you're anxious, a, you're living in the future. Well, there's some nostalgic depression, especially when those like POV, that's, it's 2001 TikToks. I'm like, oh, oh man. man. I was like, those <laughs> give me. That's living in the past. Is it no. living in the past or is it just remembering like the past? This was before my life got really, really hard. Well, see, now you're now that's getting into anxiousness. That's living in the future. I feel like this is a part of my southern topic. And then, and then they're they're saying like like the there's a reason why why it's called living in the present the the living in the present is called the presence because it's a gift. It's like yeah. every moment is a gift. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I think I just like you know I miss being a kid. Right. You know, but I still I still love my life now. Like I'm blessed. Oh, absolutely. You know, everything I get to do, I'm I'm fully blessed about it. Get to hang out with my best friend once a week. Yep. Not many people get to do that. Yeah. You know? But uh. Like I said, man, like I appreciate finally getting you on. Like we've yeah, been talking no. about this pretty much ever since <laughs> I started. But uh we finally locked you down here in Marker County. It's a trap. Yep. It's a trap. <laughs> but dude, like I hope the best for you, man, especially with the world games coming up. Maybe you'll get a gig for that. You never know. Never know. I plan that on might. going to watch some of it because some of it seems entertaining to watch. So I hope to like go get a peek in. Yeah, absolutely. Could vault you into some future endeavors yeah <laughs> dude you should get on like wwe oh, i've heard well now that you mentioned that my mentor that that i worked with at uh tampa bay he is actually the equipment manager for the ufc <sighs> bruh is, yeah and it was funny because i'll tell you i'll tell you a, a story here uh i had just i had just accepted the job at Liberty and he calls me the next day and he's like, Hey, he said, I need a, I need an equipment manager for, uh, the Dana White contender series. And he said, I saw your resume came, came across my desk. And he's like, he's like, I knew you whenever you were my intern at Tampa Bay. So I wanted to see if you were interested in it. I would like to get you out here to, here to Vegas. When you fly me out. <laughs> and it was funny. Cause I was, I was like, I was like, Oh, I just, I just, Accepted the job at Liberty. I was, I was, I was like, I, I, I got to turn it down. If now, you free taking my job away, Dana White writing me a paycheck. If I, if, if I knew <laughs> then, if I knew then what I know now, I probably would have said, all right, when, when do you want me out there? Mm-hmm. You could have been gloving up <laughs> Conor McGregor before he broke his leg. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, no, I, no, the, I would say. I would say just 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 follow follow your dream and and don't let anybody ever ever tell you different because because yeah. it's it, it it's your dream for a reason. There's a reason why you're that's your calling. Yeah, and you may you may find out immediately, or God might take say you got to go here 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 and here before you end up in your dream. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. I've enjoyed listening to you talk about your journey. This is so awesome, like, especially coming full circle. Like it's rare people actually come full circle in their career life, right? So it's pretty cool to hear that, right? And 
Do you, do you live in Birmingham or are you still living in East Walker? So Sounds currently, sad. currently, I'm I'm still living in East Walker with my parents. Gang, gang. But um, I've uh, my my mindset going into it is the first year, start paying off bills and everything, and then after that, uh, after that, start looking into a place by by UAB and everything. Maybe and at least Gardendale. Somewhere. Somewhere yeah. affordable. You, you uppity upper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh, I'm just trying to be financially responsible. Hey, I like that. Great yeah. call. Financial stability leads to life stability. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, folks, this is Eddie Harden. Quite a story. Quite a journey that's come full circle, which you rarely hear, especially at such a young age. We're young. Don't look at me like that, like I'm old. <laughs> He's only, you're what, a year behind me? I graduated I, 07. I graduated 08. So okay, you yeah. Yeah, you're behind me. Shane's Shout baby. out 10, baby. <laughs> but uh, young ages. 08 is great. Folks, this has been Eddie Harden. I will uh, drop your socials real quick so people can go follow you and see what you're up to. Yeah, absolutely. My my Twitter is the underscore EQ manager. And uh, my... Instagram is at E-H-A-R-12. Beautiful. Beautiful. Y'all go follow him and go back, go backlogging, man. You'll like, you'll see some cool pictures through his travels. Like I said, I've been following him for a long time now, but, uh, Shane, that jar's not empty. Chug, 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 Pass that thing around. (laughs) Love your neighbor. Talk to someone different than you. Go check out our gritty South media partners, Nova Trifecta. For you Marvel fans, go listen to Absurd Language. They've got everything you want to hear about comic books, everything science fiction, everything. Yeah, here. go listen to them. And then check out Pardon My Southern when our friend Juicy joins us every single time. And we will see you next time on Pass the Jar. <laughs>